you are watching the vodka stream. Whoopsies. Yeah. Right there at the beginning, I hit the uh, Film Junkie live intro as opposed to <laughs> the uh, feature presentation. And, you know, I've only been doing this for a year, you know. Yeah, what's happening, guys? How's everybody doing? Who's out there? How's everybody? Hey, we're doing a little pre-gaming. It's 5 o'clock my time. I know some people on the East Coast, you guys are probably already half drunk. Uh, what's going on, everybody? we got Eric here. What's, got, what's going on, Ryan? All right. Yep. People filing in right now. What's going on? We got Dave. What's going on, Mr. Hummingbird? Love your last name. Alakazoo, how you doing? Happy Friday. What's going on, Mr. Cali? I always want to say Crowley, but Cali, I should say. Let's do this. Yes, double shot. What's going on, Bradley? How's it, how's it going? Mr. Steppenwolf. <laughs> Weedon Steppenwolf. I love that. Uh, Serge, what's up? Cheers. That's right. We're doing this. Carrie, how you doing? Got Eddie. There you go. Yeah, some people are in the future. What's going on, Mr. Diesel? Uh, how did I... Did you? Uh-oh. That's not good. I'm not sure why exactly that happened. Like I said, I don't handle that. It's YouTube stuff when it comes to the member, the memberships and all that. So I'm not too sure why that happened. What's going on, Habib? How you doing? Eddie. I've got Chris here. Hello, darling. Matia, how you doing? Will you tell... <laughs> uh, come on, man. <laughs> This is this is not about that right now, okay? That's the later show. Jeez. Jeez. All right, Mr. Jason, how you doing? Ah, bathe in the stream. Okay, it's interesting. I like that. I like that. What's going on? You lost, you lost your gold rank. Oh, no. That's not good. Anyways, guys, all right. So I appreciate you guys uh, joining in for the uh, the pregame vodka stream show. Of course, uh, right now I'm just pregaming with a little bit of, uh, uh, little bit of wine. So cheers, guys. That's how I do it, but um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and get my guest in here. Let me go ahead and set the tweet up. Let's see, it has joined the stream. All right, here we go. Let's see. Boop, keep that going. All right. All right, guys, setting it up. Let's see. All right, there we go. Boop. All right. Without further ado, let me bring in. Uh, well, let's see. Let's go. Let's go down the checklist here. She's been a Kryptonian, an Amazonian, and now she's going to be a badass zombie killer. Without further ado, Miss Samantha Wynn, how you doing? Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for uh, joining. I really appreciate it. But yeah, that list is getting kind of awesome. To be like all of that. And not to mention, too, you were also a Mortal Kombat fighter as well. It makes me sound way cooler than I am because my <laughs> actual hobbies are candle making. Nice. Baking, sewing masks. It's <laughs> I, I am nothing like those characters. Oh, yeah, but still, it's still pretty awesome, though, in my opinion. I mean, candle making, that's not easy. I remember one time I went to summer camp and I tried to do that. Didn't really work out too well. I didn't exactly get exactly how you form the uh the yeah. wax and everything it's a process oh yeah i didn't say i was any good at it i just oh, okay it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice well i appreciate you uh you joining uh me today and uh yeah i mean a lot of exciting things that are happening currently specifically uh obviously for you but um and i know you're making the rounds and uh i'm sure everybody's appreciating you. everybody's getting to know you so i uh, appreciate you showing up to the i guess you could say the vodka stream lounge 
Uh, I'm not sure if you're drinking anything. I mean, I'm drinking a little wine, but. You know, I really wanted to, but I have such low tolerance. I was like, <laughs> I can, or I can be coherent during yes. the It's like a give or take kind of thing with me. No, no, I get that. I get that. I know. But that's just, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to like doing this, yeah, there's sometimes, because usually uh, we do the vodka stream, uh, you know, at eight o'clock uh, Pacific time. And yeah, sometimes it could get a little to the point where a lot of people are a little, little loopy. Well, yeah, 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 but it's I, all in good. You guys don't want to see me, like, or maybe you do, but you will never I think, see. Me. See, I was trying. I was going to try to get information, like as much information as he is possible. That's what I do. It's like a truth serum. Then I'm going to ruin the movie for everybody. Just, <laughs> exactly. We're just going to find out everything to know about the Army of the Dead. But we'll get to that in a little yep. bit. Uh, of course, I want to get to know you a little bit. I think the audience would uh, like to get to know you as well. So um, uh, first off, uh, where are you located right now currently? Uh, right now I'm in Los Angeles, but I am Canadian. So my yes. original hometown was in the suburbs of Toronto. Nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I noticed that, uh, that obviously we know that you have a background in martial arts mm -hmm. and um, you were part of the, uh, the, the Beijing Olympics, the Wushu tournament, right? Correct? Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> How was that experience? Oh, God. It was a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm because sure. the Olympics were in Beijing that year. Uh, Wushu is its national sport. So it got to be included as kind of like an honorary exhibition kind of sport. And then it was never a part of the Olympics again. So I, I think I just lucked out that it was the exact time that I was at the height of my career and I was the it's right age. Yeah, the right time to where I could experience that because no other wushu athlete has has gotten to be a part of that since. So it was uh, an absolute honor and it made me feel very humbled. When you see like all of these amazing athletes around you in Olympic Village, you start to... You, I don't know. It's like this amazing sense of feeling very small and insignificant yeah. and incapable, but in a way that motivates you. So it like really, I think, set me on a path in life. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the experience. Yeah, I can only imagine just like showing up to that. I mean, obviously, when you know, you know, ahead of time that you're going to be making your way over there. But just to, to be there and just to see everything and be in Beijing. I mean, that had to be just like you said, you feel like this big and like this huge world that's just coming together. For something yeah. like that, that's got to be know, pretty insane. A, a fun fact that stood out as memorable there, too, was the fact that Coca-Cola and McDonald's were mm -hmm. two of the major sponsors. Oh, and wow. it was so bizarre because you're trying to be in the absolute best shape of your life, but attached <laughs> to your pass that lets you into Olympic Village is a Coke pass. And you could go to any Coke machine in all of Beijing <laughs> tap it and get free Coke. Oh, wow. And then there was a McDonald's in Olympic Village where it's free food for everyone. So oh, man. Or, so, I mean, I think it was more of a mental challenge of being there. Seriously. Yeah. Because you're like, you're like, no, no sugars, no this, no that. And you're like, you're smelling French fries. You're going, oh, man, a Coke would sound good right now. And you just got to just, yeah, restrain yourself a little just, bit. Uh, I swear they had like fans inside of the McDonald's just like wafting the French fries. I, I think that's what they do because those yeah. French fries, I mean, no matter what, you know, McDonald's you, you drive past. I mean, it just, I think they're just shooting it into the atmosphere because, you know, I'm not a big McDonald's person, but man, those fries just. I know. So well, 
we'll find out 20 years from now that they're actually like drugs. Like what? I think so. I, I would not be surprised they put something in that. Put something in the grease, I think. Um, so when it came to martial arts, when did you start um, doing martial arts? Well, I started training when I was four. Okay. And that was because my mom was a black belt in jujitsu. So it was gotcha. kind of like a family thing. We had to go into it. Uh, and we had to get to our junior black belt in jujitsu. I do not claim to be a jujitsu specialist, by the way. I was very young and it was something I had to do, but I wouldn't remember much of it now. So please don't challenge me to any jujitsu matches. I'll put that out there. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah. If you ever run into Samantha, don't like, you know, start, you know, getting in a battle stance, you know, don't do I know. It seems to be the thing. If you get recognized as like an action person, people want to tackle you as they're like, Oh my God. And then they tried it and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's still like, <laughs> a long time ago. No, don't do it. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then after that, I I went into Wushu, which is a performance martial art. Yeah. And I, I was obsessed with Jet Li and action movies. And so that was much more in, in line with what I wanted to do. And I just became obsessed with martial arts and Wushu since then. Yeah, I was going to ask too, like, uh, was there any inspirations? Like, I mean, you just said Jet Li. Was there anybody else that were like, that inspired you with all that? I mean, I think the top three, you know, the gold standard of, of martial arts, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and Bruce Lee when it comes to like martial arts cinema. So, yeah, they were definitely my idols and what made me want to pursue action films. So, yeah so vivaciously and uh yeah they're very much the reason why i joined wushu even in the beginning it was uh -huh. to help my acting and i fell in love with the sport but you know it was because i wanted to be like jet lee and he was the face of the sport he was in everything that i was consuming uh in in movies at that time and and i just thought it was so admirable i wanted to yeah take take my swing. I mean, I would say one of my all-time favorite Jet Li movies is Hero. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh my God. I mean, I think because uh, his birthday was recently and, and during my uh, during my live show, somebody actually asked me like, what was like, what are some of my favorite Jet Li movies? And that one really stood out because I remember when that came out, I think it was like early 2000s or something like that. I'm not sure exactly when, but I dragged my girlfriend at the time to it. She didn't want to see it, but I was like, no, we're going to go see this. Yes, there's subtitles. I don't care. This looks amazing. And yeah. when we left, she enjoyed it too. She was like, wow. That, I mean, it's just, that's that movie really stands out when it comes to uh, all that Jet Li has given us over the years. Oh, yeah. That was like in, in the height of, I think, people's appreciation for oh, yeah. Wushu in films as well. For me, it was Unleashed. Or oh, yeah. Unleashed. Bob Hoskins, man. Yeah. yeah. I just love like the raw style of it. And it was a different kind of performance for him. But it was like chaotic and fast and aggressive. And I'm like, this is so cool. So. Yeah, and he really kind of showed his chops because, I mean, essentially he was a dog on a leash, you know, in that movie. And that's what was so kind of like the, you know, the plot of it was just him trying mm -hmm. to learn to be kind of human because he was brought up as like this kind of dog on a leash kind of thing. So you actually saw, you know, some good chops. And I think a lot of people got um, informed by Jet Li, you know, when it came to Lethal Weapon 4, which mm -hmm. I thought he nailed too. You know, he was a great villain for that franchise. Yeah. And man. Yeah, I love that guy. I really love that guy. Still my idol. At a full circle moment was in the 2007 World Wushu Championships. Mm -hmm. I, I got a bronze medal, and Jet Li was there presenting the medals for that championship. Was he? Oh, man, that had to be. 
<laughs> I mean, what do you say? I mean, you just got to like, oh, you just hold back. Like, how do you do that? That, that is exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say anything. And yeah. a lot of internal dialogue going on. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. And I love the fact that you said Jackie Chan too, because I mean, I mean, same with, I'm, I, I, when it came in the '90s, I mean, when he when he made his way over here and Rumble in the Bronx happened, I mean, I was I was an instant fan. And anything that was Jackie Chan, and then I went back and I was watching the Police Story movies and all those. I mean, talk about it—just a, a madman, but just so talented. Oh yeah, I think his style translated into American culture the best. He's just such a like physically talented person, yes, in martial arts, but with physical comedy and just his awareness of his body in general, it, he he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he always talked about how like Buster Keaton was like his inspiration, and it shows because you watch like old Buster Keaton, you see how he utilized. Uh, you know, the environment around him. And I love the fact that Jackie Chan did that with fighting. It's like, yeah, they're throwing punches and kicks, but he's also somehow he's fighting off guys with a, with a, you know, a 12 foot ladder. How are you doing that? I don't know. Yeah. Dream. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's what I always loved about his movies too. He always showed the outtakes at the end, the mess ups. Yeah. Quite a bit of those. And it, it humanizes him too. You're like, okay, yes. he's amazing. He's even more amazing for the outtakes. Like, oh, he he ate dirt yes. many times before he got it, but he still kept doing it. And yeah. I, that that shows more than you know someone who just goes and it's easy. They become this unattainable goal of, oh, you can never be like that. But he he puts in the work. It shows. Yeah, he really does. And I mean, yeah, like you said, it humanizes him because, I mean, the, some of these, the choreography is so elaborate. You go, how how many takes? And it'll he'll actually sometimes show how many takes it took or, you yeah. know, the fact that he would break a bone. I remember Rumble in the Bronx, I think he broke his ankle. What did he do? He just put a yeah. sock over the over his cast <laughs> and continued. Yeah, it's that's legend status. <laughs> right, it's total legend status. So, so when it comes to stunt work, uh, when did you break into that? I was, you know, it's hard for me to pinpoint my first like technical job. I think technically my first job, I was 14 and I was doing a motion capture job Mm -hmm. for Brad Allen. I don't know if you're familiar with Brad Allen. Speaking speaking of Jackie Chan, he's had some epic fight sequences um, with Jackie Chan in his films and he's a, a um, very influential figure in the, the action world. But he hired me when I was 14 to do motion capture. Nice. Um, and then when I was 17, I worked on King of Fighters, which was a, a smaller film starring, it's funny enough, Dave Leach was a main character and Sam Hargrave was a main character. And they're both huge action directors yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, what a first big set to be a part of. That's with crazy, the- right? of leadership around just soaking everything in. Um, So yeah, then 17, but I think 18 on Sucker Punch was my first long run of a film with a team where I was getting to really uh, absorb the environment and, and where I learned the most out of everything I've ever worked on. I learned the most on Sucker Punch. It's just, it's just, it's funny too. like going back to like David Leach and you know, it's like, you just never know where, people are going to end up. And then all of a sudden it's like David Leach is becoming a household name when it comes to the movies that he's directing now. And it's just, it's crazy. It was like, wait a minute. I work with that guy way back. You know, it's like, yeah. Insane. yeah. 
Yeah. And then and then and then he's probably saying the same thing about you. It's like, wait a minute, just look at she's in Wonder Woman, she's in Zack Snyder's Just League, she's in Army of the Dead. Look at this. You know he's saying the same thing. I don't want to presume <laughs> presume anything. I got to work with him recently on a commercial, and it was Ooh. amazing because he he was uh he was just the same down-to-earth person. And I it, you know, there's something just really nice and special when you see that in people. Because yeah. for me, it's intimidating seeing him now because of everything he's done since I last saw him. But you'd never know from the way he carries himself or, or speaks to people on the crew or just anyone yeah. in general. And I, I really admire that. Yeah, it's always nice when directors do that. And a certain director you've worked with many times does that pretty well. But I actually wanted it before we get to that <laughs> yeah. certain director. You actually were uh, part of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. You did some stunt oh, work yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that? I mean, speaking of great directors with a style, I mean, Edgar Wright. I, I love, I mean, everybody loves that movie. It, it, it was such a, like, a, uh, I guess you could say, like, um, what do they call that? I'm trying to think of what. Oh, I know. Um, totally drawn a blank. I, I know, I, I know the, <laughs> the word. Wine. It's the oh, wine. It's already kicking classic. in. Cult classic. There you go. Cult classic. There it is. Yes. yes. Because, yes. I mean, when it came out, people were like, wow, look at this thing. And then it's just kind of, came and then went and then found a whole new life when it came on video and everybody just loves that in there. But yeah, what, what exactly did you do in there when it came to stunt work? Um, I, it's hard to remember. I did a few ND stun spots oh, okay. are called like nondescript. So like yeah. person at party near a dangerous thing happening kind of thing. Gotcha. But I was, I was hired on to um, actually stunt double Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character for a couple fights. Um, there's a fight where she has an ice bucket and they're yeah. on the platform thing. So I was um, hired on and trained to do that. But unfortunately, Sucker Punch was starting right before that fight was going to be filmed. And so I didn't end up getting to camera with it. I had to leave before. Uh -huh. And then I ended up, the person who ended up uh, filling in was uh, another friend who's a, a male stunt performer and he was dressed yeah as Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. So I much prefer that version because those pictures make for a way better story. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that, that, that movie is definitely insane. So when it comes to Sucker Punch, you were, uh, you were Jenna Malone's um, stunt double Rocket for Rocket. Um, tell, us about, uh, tell us about that experience. I mean, just getting the, the gig, meeting Zach, all that. How was that? It was such a formative time in my life because right? I knew nothing going in. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. really know what my duties were yet. I didn't really Just walking know. in, looking around. Wow, that's cool. This is cool. What am I doing? Stand where? What? <laughs> exactly. I like in my mind, it was this perfect experience, and I learned so much. And I, I wonder. I'm like on my colleagues' part, were they like, "Oh, Sam!" Like the whole like, time. What are you doing? Yeah. And I was just aloof. <laughs> No, but it was it was such an amazing experience. Every performer on the team that I was with was pretty much the best in the world at what they do. It was Guillermo Grispo who designed the fight sequences on uh, the Kingsmen, which were, you know, they, they changed the game. The fights on that were just so epic and amazing. Hey. It's all the work. Um, Latif Crowder, who's a a capoeira master, and he also stunt doubles the Mandalorian. He's just nice. this epic human being. You can see him in on back as in the final fight. He's the capoeira. Um, just so many amazing, talented people in the industry. And I, I got to learn from them all. But a truly special part of that was, of course, 
being the relationship with Jenna Malone. All of the women were so lovely and it was oh, really sure. neat to be able to work with that many women because at that time, if you're stunt doubling as a woman, usually there's just like one woman to stunt double. So you're like the solo woman with uh, all of the stunt guys. But on this one, there were so many women and so many stunt women that it was it was really special. But Jenna is like a ray of sunshine everywhere she goes. And she was so like sweet and encouraging. And she really made me feel like I was part of the rocket team. And it, it made the experience all that more special. I really felt like I got to see uh, a side of it that maybe I hadn't gotten to on other films or that I feel like isn't typical of a stunt doubling nature, but she, she just made me such a part of the experience and I, I love her so much as a person and I'm so happy for everything she's done since then too. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, it's funny because she's been around for a bit. I mean, she's popped up in so many different movies that, you know, there's, she's got a laundry list of uh, on her filmography and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, th I think she's always like one of those actresses where you go, yeah, maybe the movie's all right, but Jenna Malone, Jenna Malone, she's always good. Kind of yeah. thing. And she was and awesome. She's an even better human being too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So sweet. Yeah, and that and, and that's what I love about when when you hear about the appreciation for uh, when actors you know show appreciation to their stunt doubles uh, or to you know the, to the stunt actors because I mean I'm one of those advocates. I'm like you know what stunt community doesn't get recognized enough. I think there should be an Academy Award ca mm -hmm. yeah, category in the Academy Awards for stunt because I mean, it's, it's an art, it's an art form. And sometimes you're putting your life on the line and it just doesn't get recognized enough. And I've, I've always been, I think uh, when I went to the Snyder con and um, uh, Citrone was there and I even said that to him, I was like, dude, you guys need more appreciation. I'm totally all about you guys like getting recognized in award shows and everything because it's truly an art. It's truly an art. He was so humble. I bet he was just like, oh. <laughs> he wouldn't say it. It's like, oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, I appreciate you. He just said I appreciate you saying that. Shook my hand. Such a nice dude. And same with uh, Damon Caro too. I mean, you, you know, I said that. I think I said the same thing to him just because I was kind of nerding out, of course. Yeah. But uh, I mean, those guys are absolutely fantastic and just yeah, like you said, humble and just yeah. awesome dudes. It's it's a hard thing to to say for yourself because in and in, in and of itself, being a, a stunt person is such a cool experience that. I'm so grateful to even have the opportunity for that. Being outside of it now and like on Army of the Dead, getting to see more of the stunt work from the outside perspective, I, I do totally agree with you, especially the real life-threatening stunts. I don't think I personally had done any worthy of, of that kind of acknowledgement, but I've witnessed so many that are worthy of it. And it's it's I do agree with you there. It's a, a very special field, but um, Jenna made such a an amazing point to give that acknowledgement too, which was part of the special thing because you don't expect it or think that you'll get, you know, a shout out or something yeah. like that, and you don't even think that you want it that bad until she would acknowledge me in an interview or something, and my heart would just melt, and I'm like, wow, that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it meant so much to me, and she. You know, kept in touch afterwards, and she everything was real and genuine, and she was just such a a, a real nice, sweet person. 
That's uh, so. So let's talk about that. You know that, that that director guy of that movie. You know, and he might have directed a couple other things. You and I, a little guy named I think his name is Zachary Snyder. I think that's what his name is. Oh wait a minute, his name's right there and right yeah. <laughs> Got him everywhere. So what was uh, meeting Zach for the first time like? It's it's funny. I wasn't really aware. I I knew that. Zack Snyder was the director of Sucker Punch, which was what I was working on. But when I showed up to work, I didn't realize that the guy I was looking at was Zack Snyder because he was he was like playing catch and doing jump front kicks on the spring floor with the rest of the stunt team. Sounds so funny. and I didn't know anyone else going in. So I'm like, oh, this is another stunt guy. <laughs> and I'm like, he's so friendly with everyone, too. He's yeah, he's like one of the guys. Um, and it wasn't until later when we were showing him our work that I realized that he was actually the director. He's just yeah. the coolest director you can imagine because you can't even tell that there's any sort of whose boss is who. Like it was all, it was all just friendly human beings having a good time. And and so that was my first impression of him, which is probably embarrassing to say. No, no, it's, it does sound kind of like a sitcom like situation where it's like you didn't know who the director was. You're like, who's this guy right here with some tattoos working out with people? Who's this guy? I mean, like, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, you're the director? Holy shit, you know? Yeah. It was kind of like that. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what I think that's what we love about Zach. And every time we hear about people working with him is he keeps such a, um, you know, a friendly set, a fun set. He's always... <laughs> I mean, you see him in behind the scenes and he's just he just looks like, you know, a, a kid in a playground or at a toy store. And he's just like, look at that. Look at this. And, you know, I've talked to him many times and there's been many times just even talking to him on the phone. It's like I'm just talking with a buddy. You know, we're just nerding out about shit that like, you know, yeah. also he'll tell me a little something about something. And we're laughing it up. I mean, that's what I think we all really love about the man. It's just he keeps it yeah. so like that. One of my favorite experiences was on Man of Steel. We were doing a scout of the Smallville sequence. So we were all in that long street walking yeah. from the different storefront to different storefront. And I he had this long pointer stick with chalk on it so that he could mark on the ground nice. like, where Superman was going to land and then where this would happen, drawing like big X's and circles and stuff. But he was on one spot for a long time, like really focused on whatever he was drawing. And I was watching him from far away and then they moved on to the next building and I walked over and I looked at what he was drawing and it was a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, he really, That's what I'm talking about. True creative. He is, he's having the time of his life. He was yes. so happy he drew a unicorn on the ground for no reason. <laughs> You're like, wow, look at him go, look at him go. And it's a unicorn. Yeah, it's a I unicorn. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder, like, because he does keep a lot of pictures and everything. I wonder if he has a picture of that, like, on his phone or somewhere, just the unicorn that he drew right there. I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like he has so many moments like that, that that I'm might sure. have not even been noteworthy for him. He, he right. might not remember that. But for me, it's strange and awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously. And so, so, obviously, you got Sucker Punch and the way that that turned out. I mean, obviously, it's... Uh, Underrated movie. I mean, a lot of people are, I think that's kind of getting a cult following too, similar to Scott Pilgrim, because people are going back to him going, you know what? I mean, specifically, I think just because that was kind of, that was Zach's, or that was Zach's baby. That was, he, he made that, that came from his brain. I mean, a lot of the other things, of course, are, you know, 
big franchises that he just puts his style on and it's absolutely gorgeous. But I mean, Sucker Punch is definitely something special because that was just straight up. Hey, this is coming from from that creative brain that is working like a million miles an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> every day. So that's what I love about that movie. But then, so you go from that to uh, Man of Steel. That had to be crazy because now you're in a Superman movie. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it's funny because when I was first hearing about the job, yeah, all within two minutes, I'd say, I was on the phone with Damon Caro, who was telling me about it. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I think this is the Superman movie. Oh, this would be so iconic. Oh my God. And he's like, yeah. And so there's a character, um, Feora, that possibly you'd stunt double. But the only thing is, uh, as it stands, they all have buzzed heads. So you'd need to um, buzz buzz your head. (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. Maybe this is not really quick. (laughs) And then I called my parents and I was like, oh my God. I'm going to have to shave my head, mom. And then I collected myself and called him back saying it would be amazing. Oh my God. I'd love it. And it, and it was, it was everything I thought it would be. And more, I remember the feeling when I first saw Henry come out into the the stunt area and he was wearing his, his cape and his full getup and we were all just staring at him and he knew he was, he was standing in the right posture. And yeah, he had his chest out, the shoulders back and he was like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, such an amazing experience. And then to be able to now have on my resume that I was a Kryptonian. I mean, that's yes. I mean, not many people can do that. Not many, I mean, you know, Michael Shannon can, of course, Cavill can, but I mean, so can you. I mean, my God, <laughs> let's put that on your resume. And then and then to go from that to, uh, well, then going to be an Amazonian. So, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I am not worthy of those titles. <laughs> oh, you're worthy. Some, somebody, it seems like, uh, you know, when it comes to this, I mean, was was it Zach that recommended you to be part of that? Or did he like tell Patty or what, what happened? How did you get the Amazonian uh, gig, I guess you could say? Um, so I got called in by the uh, casting office. Christy uh-huh. Carlson had called me in and there were, Amazonians in the film. And so I, I did an audition. It was sides that I think a lot of other uh, women got for the Amazonian roles. Um, but when I did go in, I'd, I'd seen Christy's name on so many things prior because she'd worked with Zach so much. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure. It was like, I know I saw her name a lot, but who knows if, if, if she'd seen my name around or knew anything. But when I met her, she was close with Damon and close with Zach. And it was very much like that family feeling that you always feel with anyone that's on Zach's team. And so I I did my read and uh, I I think it was a few weeks later or a month later, maybe even um, she had had called and and gave me some information about the part. And I was over the moon and so happy because I was a fan of Wonder Woman, the character that when I heard they were making a movie, I was like, oh, and then I heard there would be Amazonians, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> just like that. It's all right. I would I would make that exact same noise if I was uh, you. Um, yeah. So like so so you work on, on Wonder Woman. Um, um, I mean that had to be slightly maybe intimidating because I mean some of the Amazonians that they put in there. Holy Lord! No, I mean, no. oof, just talk about oh. like just. And and I, was, 
I was one of the last ones to go over there because all of the the ladies that lived in Europe had started training a few weeks prior or even a couple months prior. I don't know. And then uh, one other girl and myself were the last to arrive of the bunch. And she was a a CrossFit superstar. So she had nothing to worry about. But I, (laughs) I mean, I was in shape, but it's not like I was at the height of my career. That had been several years prior. And so everyone kind of knew um, roughly my athletic background though. So I think there was a level of expectation that I just knew I was not going to do. (laughs) Like, here it is guys. (laughs) Exactly. So we did the first day of exercises and I was, I was trying so hard to not embarrass myself that at the end we were given these sled sprints that we had to do. So you put a bunch of weights on a sled and then you back and forth pushing it. And I just went too hard, too fast, where like you, I built up the lactic lactic acid in my legs way too quickly. I did like one sprint with everything that I had instead of, you know, pacing myself pacing, yeah. 10 times. And so after like three times back and forth, I couldn't feel my legs. And I was like, oh no, I have good. seven more times to go. <laughs> And so I was like a baby deer that had just been born and my legs. Oh, yeah. So you're just stumbling. I was trying to push it. And I knew I was so bad because every woman in the gym, the amazing, beautiful people that they are, all started gathering behind me going, come on, Sam. Oh, well, that's awesome. I'm like, that's really sweet, but I'm not even nearly done. So you're going to be saying this for a long time. And it was it was embarrassing. It was like thirty minutes of them cheering for me, oh, and then I, I couldn't get off the ground for like twenty minutes after. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm like, they they were expecting someone way better than I am. <laughs> I let everyone down today, but <laughs> they were all such nice people that I'm, I think they forgave me. So. Yeah, I say it sounds like they did. I mean, it sounds. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can understand. I mean, being added glass, and then you see. I mean, I mean, just yeah. just how some of these women were built. And I mean, I mean, you, you see that even in Justice League too. And it's just like, holy lord. I mean, I, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that you love about these kind of movies is just you have these kind of these larger than life like characters and uh yeah so i can understand that being intimidating but you know i do like the fact that you know you gave it your all and hey guess what it seemed to work out because you know it seems like you're uh you know especially when when it comes to Zack snyder it seems like uh he's liking what you're doing so that's good yeah i'm I'm hoping so (laughs) (laughs) well i mean so much to the fact that he hits you up to do the snow steam and iron short which was absolutely amazing because I mean, obviously with everything that happened with justice league um, and then that, you know, stepping away from that and, and everything that the, him and his family had to go through uh, mm-hmm. to see, I mean, uh, you know, being the fan, the fandom, seeing that he actually was making a something, making something, we all were like, thank God. And then to be the star of that, I mean, he must've just hit you up and said, Hey, I'm doing this thing. You want to be a part of it? Was it like that? <laughs> just yeah, like it was. It's. I'm sure it went just like that. But yeah, just so like, hey, other, you want to be a part of this? Yeah. <laughs> there was so much other internal dialogue going on in my mind because he yeah. he called me and he he told me the whole story of it first. So he was yeah. describing it. He was like, and then there's this girl and she does this and then she does that. And in my mind, I mean, I'd never been the lead in any of his projects. I'd only ever you know stunt doubled or had small small bits here and there, and so I wasn't really thinking that he was talking about me when he was yeah. describing this story. So I was listening for like, and then 
this girl gets hit by a car. And it's going to be you. You're going to fall down. You're going to do a, you know, a barrel yeah. roll or something. Yeah. But then at the end of it, he told me that he had kind of written it with me in mind. And so would I be interested in it? And um, I tried to sound as cool as I could on the phone, but there were like tears streaming down my face. And I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. I would love to. Thank you so much for thinking. Thinking of me. <laughs> yeah. So touched that I hung up and I was like, ah. I know, man. I mean, and it turned out so well. And the fact that he shot it all on his iPhone, was that one of the things that he told you when he was telling you about it? Did he say, like, oh, we're all going to, by the way, it's all going to be done on my iPhone? Yeah, because he had mentioned that there was a class he was teaching at art college in Pasadena, which was. Yeah where he come up in filmmaking yeah. and uh, he wanted to encourage young filmmakers who felt like, you know, people like him have millions and millions of dollars to make their films. But what about those who just have their phone? And he wanted to, you know, make the experience feel more attainable and to encourage filmmakers to get them out there, just, yeah. just doing it. And, and you can, and it's possible to make uh, good art with, resources that we already have and so uh he told me that of course and i was so on board what a what a message and what a what a thing to be involved with but really anything with him i know how his sets feel and how they're run and yeah um, it's just such a warm experience i, I would always say yes to anything you want that seems to be the general consensus when actors were like, yeah, if Jack wants me to do something, I'm there, you know, yeah. which is great. And then, and then, like I said, I mean, the fact what he did with, with his phone, I mean, I, I look, sometimes I'm like, how did he, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, eh, what's going on? I'm like, I don't get how, I'm like, how did he do all that? I mean, that must have been interesting too to be, you know, because you have some close ups. I mean, mm -hmm. and he's literally got it probably on a rig or something that he's holding on. And he's just, because he was obviously operating it, right? And yeah. so he just kind of got it. So it's pretty much propped up. And mm -hmm. it's just, so you basically just have a cell phone almost like in your face, huh? Sometimes. That. Exactly. That was the funny part of it because yeah. it, it is still a cell phone. So yeah. it's that close. It's not like you just zoom in while you're still, you literally are like, <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. like okay. What are we, what are we doing here, Zach? Wait. And then just to see the final product. I mean, that had to be just pretty mesmerizing to see that. My favorite was there was a, a tiny little dolly track that was like this yeah. big. And he had a little handle attached to this little wheelie thing with the iPhone and it would just wheel along on the little dolly track. And I'm like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, even recently, you know, and he's been on streams and even uh, part of Justice Con, which I know mm -hmm. you were, you showed up too. Uh, I mean, he talks about, I mean, when he starts nerding out about lenses and coming up with like ideas to, to like shoot things and he goes, oh yeah, so we had to achieve it. So we had to build this rig and do this. I mean, the way that he talks and I, so I could totally see just him just, you know, coming up with some contraptions to put this damn thing on and, mm -hmm. the, you know, it probably looks ridiculous, but then you see the final product, you go, oh, well, yeah, that does make sense of what you were doing there. I get it now, Zach. Yeah, I, I do feel like, and you know, what what he knows on the technical aspect is, is yeah. so far more than what I know that. Me too, me too. I can only speculate, but I, I know that whenever an issue or an error is encountered, he is so creative at, well, let's do this, or then we could just do this. And he's so creative at figuring it out. And you can tell that, 
he is so in love with the stories that he's telling and in mm -hmm. the vision that he sees in his head. He he knows the ways that he can achieve it. So there's no question in his mind. If if there's a problem, well, you can do this or we can do this or let's just keep moving forward. And but you don't feel like it's let's keep moving forward because time is money. It's let's keep moving forward because I know we got that. It's exciting and we're all here to tell the story and we can still yeah. do it. It sounds like he's a really good problem solver. Like he doesn't panic. He doesn't do anything. It's just like, all right, if we can't achieve it like this, let's try it like this. I mean, it even shows too with, you know, with, with his version of justice league that just came mm -hmm. out. Um, I mean, obviously he didn't, um, he didn't have the chance to do the pickup shots or the reshoots that he wanted to probably do. Mm -hmm. uh, so he had to kind of get creative. I know he like, I mean, there's a part in, in Justice League that we all know where we kind of see a, a, a really bad future that happens. And, and, you know, and it seems like he had to get creative with that. And it turned out so awesomely. You yeah. Know, the whole film just turned out awesomely. And then even with the additional photography that he had to do, too, that, mm -hmm. uh, that he worked on and everything. But uh, when you finally got to see his version of Justice League, how did that feel? Because, you know, when it came to that Themyscira scene, that was kind of, uh, you know, kind of got a little chopped up a little bit. And then when we finally see it, I mean, that is pro is top three scenes of the whole movie right mm -hmm. there. And it was, and you were amazing, Connie Nielsen. I mean, my God. Yeah, she's a legend. Wow. It was a, it was a, a beautiful, it was a, it's hard to describe the feeling because it's it's more than when you just get to see a movie that you've been wanting to see for a long time. It was a, a very heartfelt feeling. Yeah. Probably because I, like the rest of the world, was very aware of the situations that were happening and how long he'd been trying to get this out there. Yeah. And so much of the stories going on behind the scenes that it felt like a win for the people, not even when it comes to just Zach's fans, but yeah. it felt like this time in the world where, yes. when we as a collective all come together for something, we can actually win some of the battles. And this was one of those experiences. And it was, it was unprecedented to have a re-release of a movie that still costed several million dollars to finish. Uh, get out there after already being in theaters that has just never happened before so yeah, very I, historic yeah i think i i wished but i didn't have a lot of hope that yeah it would happen so when it did it was all that much more special and it really gave me a lot of um hope for other things unrelated to movies i'm like oh if enough people come together, the world listens or we can make things happen. So it was. A yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not it's not like other you know, I mean, because there's so many directors cuts out there which always come out. You know, there's like how many versions of Blade Runner and which one does Ridley Scott prefer? There's all always that. But this is mm -hmm. something just entirely different because, I mean, it's full on. Hey, this is what was supposed to happen. It's four hours long and it does not feel four hours at all. I mean, you watch that thing, it just blows right by. You watch the theatrical cut, that feels longer. I'm just saying, it feels a little longer when you watch that. It's kind of grueling a little bit, but yeah, that Themyscira scene is just, uh, I mean, being on, were, were you guys, I mean, like when it came to doing all that and like, I mean, you had to get trapped under a horse. <laughs> that was that day. Yeah, that, that was a full day. Yeah. So thankfully they did like dig out a little piece of the earth underneath of the it was a, a fake horse but it was very very yeah. heavy yeah uh, but they dug out a little thing so i could like slide my body under so i wasn't holding the weight of the horse but uh, i was under there 
whole day. It was real dirt, so there were like bugs crawling around in it. And oh, every time wow. a beetle would be getting close, like I can't really move away. I'm just stuck there. So I'm like, yeah. get away, beetle! Come on, blow them away. And then yeah. you know, there'd, there'd be breaks, and people would be standing around chatting. But like, I can't really make it to the conversations, so I'm just like contorting my head, trying to trying to eavesdrop on people to keep myself entertained. You're like looking up at everybody. Hey, everybody, don't stand over me. I can look up your skirt. I'm just saying, don't, don't do that. Yeah. So it was a no. very a very lonely day, but uh, <laughs> but amusing in its own its own way. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, so then now we get to um, well, you know. Zack Snyder's Justice League, obviously, it's great. Uh, we all, I mean, I, I've seen it probably about 15 times now. It's just because it's just so easy to watch. Um, but now we got Army of the Dead that's coming out on May 21st. And now, this time, you actually get a full-on character poster. I mean, how did it feel when you saw this right there? I mean, oh. awesome. Look at that. The rules have changed. Look at that. Just straight up badassery right there. It Come on. makes me feel like a total fraud. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It. But uh, no, it was, uh, it had felt like my dreams had come true. You know, nice. you guys now know how long I've, I've been pursuing my career. So it's, uh, it's the most exciting part for me that I've, I've gotten to have thus far. And so it was, it was like my childhood self, looking and saying everything that you've done is has right been there. worth it and it's paying off and keep it's yeah. a good motivator like keep going i'm on the right track and yeah. um but also just because i started out stunt doubling rocket and sucker punch yeah and i remember staring at those posters thinking wow they're so beautiful i love the artwork in zach's posters he's there's just they're gorgeous and mm -hmm. And now getting to kind of experience that for myself, I'm like, this is a weird feeling. <laughs> Look, Ma. Look at me. Yeah. That's the, the first thing I did. Was, yeah, I was going to say, you, you contacted me. I had watermarks all over it. So I was yeah. like, please don't send this to anyone. <laughs> but yeah. What I was think. their response when they saw the poster? Wow. <laughs> That's it. Just, wow. That's yeah. right. I, I'm a badass killing zombies. <laughs> my parents are just very much like your parents. Yeah. They're not yeah, like yeah. film buffs, but they've been the most loving and support. I I do feel like I have the perfect parents. So I will say that to them a hundred times over. They've been so loving and supportive, and they've really been like, whatever you love, you should pursue it. Does this make you happy? Okay, do it. How do you feel about this? There's they're very much the just the perfect people in that regard but when it comes to film and pop culture like you know my mom has had the same job for 30 years my dad yeah. is a day trader they're their their own best friends and they spend all their time together nice. they're not that interested in like social media and pop culture so they they don't know how to react it's more like when i tell them these things they look at my face and if i look excited they're like Yay! <laughs> they're trying to gauge you. They're like trying to mirror what you're doing. Okay, I, I see. Exactly. That. So it, it's like not the reaction that you would you would think, but it's yeah. equally special in its own way. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you almost expect it at this point. Yeah, you know, you know, kind of how they're gonna react to it, and that's yeah. that's awesome. And uh, so when it came to getting this role as Chambers, which I love your name, um, 
You know, you always want anytime that you're going to be in like some kind of movie where you're going to be like a badass zombie killer, you want a cool name like Chambers, Chambers. which I yeah. like that. And uh, so when you would, did Zach approach you about it? Were you supposed to do stunt work on it before, before getting the part? Mm-hmm. What was the process of getting Chambers? Well, I had heard through the grapevine that yeah. pre-production had started on it. Yeah. Uh, and then when I read the description of it, I was like, oh, my God, zombies, mercenaries. And it's set in Las Vegas. Oh, this sounds so cool. Right. And they're working on it. And then I'd like look at my phone and I'm like, well, exactly. don't hear anything. Yeah. And then at a certain point, when you know how badly you want to be a part of something, it's like, do do I just sit staring at my phone hoping or do I, you know, try to do Take something? initiative, yeah. Right? And so I was at a point in my life where I'm like, I need to step into myself. And I was just feeling motivated and I know mm-hmm. I'd been working so hard. And so I deliberated with my close friends for, I think, three days before deciding to text Zach. I was like, should I ask if I can audition for like one of the, main acting roles i could see the breakdown i'm like should should i ask or is he going to think i'm not grateful for all the work he's already given me because i'm not entitled to anything working on one of his projects is amazing and i've already gotten to work on so many so i just didn't want him to think that i was expecting it or felt felt like i I don't, I don't know. I was just making up all these reasons to be scared in my head. Of course. Of course. And my we friends were like, yeah. we won't hate you. Just do it. And I was like, I right, send. Okay. And there's no going back. So, um, of course, he was like, please, yeah, send over a tape. Of course, we'd love to have you read for it. And I'm like, wow, that was so much less terrifying than I had built it up to be in my head. <laughs> Which is always the case, right? Anytime yeah. like something is happening, I mean, there's times, many times where, you know, where if I was going to, even the first time I interviewed Zach, I went, you know, oh, I got this. And then, of course, like the day of, I'm going, oh, shit, oh, shit, what about what, this question that, you know, you always build it up. And then all of a sudden he just gets on and we're just shooting the shit. And it's like, it was the easiest thing, easiest interview, you know, so. Exactly. That, that's how it always goes. And then. When I, I did get to tape for it, I really wanted him to know how much I appreciated the opportunity. So I went like, like all out with my self tape. I like made sure it was lit right. And I it was basically like a short film as an nice. audition, which you're not supposed to do. It's like bad etiquette, but hopefully he would knew where I, I was where I was coming from. Yeah. I just wanted him to see how much I appreciated it and how much effort I I thought it deserved. And so, um, yeah, I sent it in. And then when I, I got the phone call, I just started crying again. <laughs> so, Naturally. And uh, I, it's been it's I, a life changer, I, not just professionally and everything and all the new doors that are being opened, but uh, personally as well. It was a very validating experience because, you know, actors just need validation. Constantly. <laughs> of course, always. <laughs> Dad, I always need validation. How dare you? No. Yeah, but it, but it, it truly was, and I feel like I can die happy. So. Yeah, that's a good. Um, so, like, you know, Zach has mentioned many times, like the inspirations for Army of the Dead, Aliens was one of them, and you could kind of tell that the character that you're playing, especially with the bandana, is a character mm-hmm. from Aliens. You know, Vasquez. And yeah. uh, did you immediately, when he was telling you like inspirations, did you immediately just like, all right, I'm going to watch Aliens, I don't know, 
27 times or something like that. Was there any like research that you kind of went through like uh, before, you know, before the movie started? I don't know if it was his intention, but no. I actually did not read the character like that at no, first. Really? And the, the bandana was originally supposed to be tied on top of my head, more like an acute influencer kind of way to kind of compliment Guzman's character. Yeah. But given that, um, my background and my casting, we were like, oh, well, maybe it could be like across the head, like a cool, more a cool way of wearing it instead. Um, so I actually didn't connect the dots and I don't, really? no one around me had said anything about Vasquez, but while we were shooting, I saw people comparing the first look images of, of my character to Vasquez. And I was like, oh, well, I could either be a, a knockoff of Vasquez or my character can love Vasquez and and honor her. And so I went with the second option. And there, there is a point, it didn't make the final cut, but there is a point where I even yell out, let's rock in oh, truth. Oh, man. If that didn't make the final film, I'm going to have to grill Zach for that because I would love to hear you go, let's rock. And bah, 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 bah. Oh, that would have been bad. Hopefully bonus features or maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe he'll just, re sometimes Zach just releases things. Maybe he'll just release that or something <laughs> and it'll be like, a, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a gif or, a, you know, for you. It'd be like your signature gif of you just yelling out, let's rock. Like, like Vasquez. That would, <laughs> I don't be sweet. Like, like to Vasquez first, so like everyone yeah. this is for her, this is not, this yeah. is not mimicking. This is a, a tribute. No, no, it's an homage. There's an nothing homage. wrong with doing a little. I mean, Zach likes to do that. He likes to place little Easter eggs everywhere. I mean, we know. I mean, when it comes to his movies, I mean, you can watch any one of his movies. I don't know, you know, fifty-seven times, and on the fifty-eighth time, you go, "Oh shit! I did not notice." The, oh, oh, well. Yeah. There you go. I didn't notice that the first 57 times. Yeah. So, sure, so much. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen on here. And then I can only imagine just being on set. I mean, obviously, like I said, this is a heist movie. You got this big group of people. You got Dave Batista. I mean, that had to be awesome to work with Batista. I mean, he just seems, I mean, he's a big, huge, I mean, he's a presence, but he just seems like such a big teddy bear. I was going to say, and all the rumors about him are true. He's very much a gentle giant. Yes. He's like a big intimidating person with tattoos and like, You're like he's attached to his shoulders. There's just no, but he. He's, nothing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's the neck? Where's the neck meet the shoulders? Holy crap. Just pure muscle. That's all yes. you but he's a, he's an intellect and having a conversation with him you're like wow he's he's challenging me and i need to be sharp right now and yeah. in addition to that just being the kindest person so easy to work with easy for everyone on set he's just i don't think i heard him complain about anything a single time he was a yeah. leader he was always like calm and collected and i'm like wow this is um he was the the perfect leader for us of our troop that's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I know uh, when Justice Con happened and all the people, everybody got back together, like all the ladies, which was great. Um, how was that? Like, because I, I mean, I, if I understand it, you guys haven't really seen each other since, you know, you shot the movie and just being, I mean, it was such a great panel, such a great, and then to have Tig who wasn't on set because, you know, for reasons we're not going to go into, but you know, she was brought in. And of course, Zach being the magic man that he is, it seems like, 
she's just like just to place her into you know existing scenes is probably going to be seamless but just the fact that you guys were all there you know it was such mm -hmm. a it was such an awesome um panel such an awesome panel and you guys missed the best part too because backstage before oh, I'm sure. it yeah. went on it's when we all except for anna met tig for the first time yeah. ever so it was it was good times just talking about our memories on the movie and she's like oh yeah i remember that like it was yesterday <laughs> so she's hilarious and, yes. and really truly genuinely all of the women there we became so close and we are genuine friends that it i mean i i was so excited for the con because i knew i was going to get to see yeah the women again and i'm like this is so great and i think people could feel that energy from us and that's that is very much what filming was like for us too it was just banter yeah. and jokes and love and support going back and forth constantly yeah i can only imagine just being on that set i mean it, like i said zach always keeps a fun set and just to bring all these actors together and just to have this diverse group you know guys and girls all different you know backgrounds and everything just coming together to make this badass i mean it's such a unique story like i said i mean when you read for it, you probably were like holy crap i mean even dave patisa even said that you know i'm not gonna do a zombie flick and then all of a sudden he reads the script and goes oh wait a minute this is not like your normal zombie flick mm -hmm. and you could see that with that last trailer that came out and mm -hmm. i'm just kind of like man i mean and the fact that he you know zach is already building spin-offs he's already building that this franchise he already has all this like thought up so that's what's so great about it. like going into this is like this is not going to be the only thing we're going to get from this franchise and that has to be pretty exciting i mean we won't i won't grill you on who makes it out alive but you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I got an email specifically in red saying, <laughs> I, know, I, know. That. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I mean, I know there's, and, you know, hearing the interviews and I, I even read some interviews with you, you know, you're talking about really utilizing Las Vegas and everything that comes with Las Vegas. You know, you have Elvis impersonator zombies, you have, <laughs> you have Chippendale zombies yeah. and you got like brides uh br not a uh, bachelorette party bridesmaids i mean yeah. it's insane i think my favorite uh i guess cameo part would be from ryan watson mm. in the opening sequence and everyone will just get to discover this as they watch i won't share more about it but ryan right. watson who was one of the fight coordinators on sucker punch and on man of steel he's been a part of all of zach's movies too he's an awesome person and Zach put him in a part That's awesome. in like the opening titles uh, sequence. And uh, I, I think everyone's going to love him. <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes to Zach and opening title sequences, I mean, he's pretty damn good when it comes to that. And I'm, I, mean, I think we're all pretty excited to see like what he does with this one. I mean, we can only imagine. I mean, uh, we kind of got a sense of the fact that, you know, we – we know how the story kind of, and I love the fact that uh, Citrone is going to be mm -hmm. you know, the main zombie, Zeus. Uh, I love the fact that now he's getting more, you know, he's not just, no, oh, he's, he's the, the stuntman in the, the, uh, in, uh, the bat suit or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the fact that he actually has, you know, an actual character arc, which is great. Mm -hmm. And then we see, I guess, you know, I, I guess it's going to open up with seeing kind of the outbreak of Las Vegas. And I can only imagine how insane <laughs> it actually is. And we're all look so much looking forward to it. Man. Have you? How many times have you seen it? By the way, I I only had access to it for forty eight hours, so uh, I think I watched it like three times in that nice. period, and then <laughs> and then now I'll I'll have to wait with everyone. See, 
See, mm-hmm. Batista's got you beat. He said five. Man. He said five. Yeah. Really? Yes, he saw it five times. That's what he said on his panel yeah. for Justice. I time. working one in that 48-hour period too. So I was like, how do, how do I want to like sit and enjoy? But it was uh yeah, it was yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's a little difficult because you know, Zack Snyder, he doesn't he doesn't make short movies. He does not make short movies. So, you know, there is, but I mean, the thing is though, what I what I think everybody loves about him is like the fact, even though he makes these long movies, they don't feel like that. That's the thing. I mean, I know this one's two and a half hours, somewhere around there, right? Yeah, I think 148 minutes I read. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, and that, you know, zombie movies are not usually that long, which is, but you already know that there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of the onion to peel when Mm -hmm. it comes to him and with all these characters and seeing like their backstories and everything like that. It's pretty awesome stuff. And we cannot. It's a slightly longer for the zombie genre, yes, but, um, he really respects each character in the film. And and for me, I, I felt connected to all of them. I felt like um, enough had been told about everyone. So it, I think that's the positive trade-off of it. Slightly longer, but you get so much more emotional and personal involvement in the characters. Well, so. I, think, I think like nowadays people want that. I mean, I think that's why when people have watched just his Justice League, even though it's four hours, people are going, that felt like a breeze because he gave ample amount of time for each character. You know, mm-hmm. we already had some developed and now mm-hmm. we got all these other characters we have to develop and it just kind of just flows. And Zach knows how to, how to do that. And, you know, and I, and I love the fact that, I mean, even like in a recent promo, you know, at the very end for Netflix, he's like chewing some, like a snack and he goes, hey, one, one question, can you make it longer, you know? And it was just like a nice little meta joke for yeah. Zach, because we know that. Um, before we uh, wrap it up here, uh, some people in the chat actually wanted to ask about your role as Katana in Mortal Kombat Legacy, specifically because we just got a new Mortal Kombat movie. Have you have you watched the new movie yet? I've been trying to go, to because I want to see it in theaters first, and it's sold out every time I keep trying to go. And I'm, Good sign. Amazing. Yeah, but... Yeah. No, I but I don't want to watch it uh, streaming yet until I got to see it in theaters because I really want to support the theaters. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds like they keep selling out all the time. So it's a good yeah. sign. It is a very good sign. I very much plan on seeing it ASAP. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the fight, the fights definitely take it to that level. I mean, I remember when Legacy came out and uh, watching, and I thought, wow, that's it was kind of perfect because like, you know, to have a, a, an actual series for Mortal Kombat, I thought was pretty, uh, pretty smart. But, uh, and, and, you know, everybody like was, you know, people, uh, someone was hitting me up saying like, oh yeah, ask about this. And I was like, yeah, um, people love obviously Katana. She's, uh, she's a well-known character in the franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, like you said, it's selling out everywhere. So I'm just saying there, Warner Brothers, if you need another, you know, another Katana, hey. Yeah. Let's, and the series I did was a, a Warner Brothers entity. See? So I'm, I'm like, oh. bring her back, bring her back, bring her <laughs> I back. Would never be opposed to that. Yes, there it was. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because, you know, it's been an hour in. And then, Samantha, this has been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, thank you for joining and uh, just having like a nice little discussion. And, uh, hey, let's do it again for sure. You're always welcome to show sure. up on the, uh, the vodka stream right here. Thank you so much for having me and no for problem. everyone who tuned in means a lot. Thank you so much. Yes, Thank for you. sure. Meet new people. Yes. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's what's kind of what this medium is kind of like, you know, given out. It's like, Hey, now you don't have to show up everywhere. You could just be like, point your camera. You're mm-hmm. at your house. Let's have a conversation. And I feel like so many in this community are familiar with each other's 
like Twitter handles and things, but it's it's nice to have more interaction. So it thanks. is. It definitely mm -hmm. is. And follow her on Twitter. And uh, I don't know, I, your Twitter handle is Sam underscore Anthus underscore win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I could have done better doing that, but that was too late. <laughs> it's fine. And then of course you have Instagram too. Are you mainly, you're mainly uh, on Instagram though, right? Mainly on there or no? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I am newer to Twitter now. I've been okay. trying to, to up my Twitter game lately, but yeah, Instagram, I do post and okay. Vero. Vero, of course, Vero. Yeah, definitely follow her on Vero. That's where that uh, that's where that Zack Snyder guy uh, is mainly at right there. Anyways, so uh, yes, uh, thank you, Samantha. And like I said, Army of the Dead, we all know that comes out on May 21st. We're all looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing how badass your character is. Um, and we can't wait. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully we'll, we'll definitely get more. So thank you, Samantha. I appreciate it. Yes. We'll talk you to you soon, okay? Lovely evening. All right. Bye. See ya. All right, guys. There it was. Samantha Wynn. Man, talk about just a ray of sunshine. Treasure. Loved it. Um, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that. Um, I tell you what. Um, yeah. Just that's one thing I'll take from that is just, you know, you got to keep pursuing. Keep pursuing, man. I mean, she's just been hustling, 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 hustling. And then all of a sudden now she's got a character poster in a Zack Snyder film, guys, where she's a badass with fucking guns, man. Yes. And she's, whew, man, it's hard not to, uh, you know, to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to do that. That's for sure. Um, just totally just an awesome woman. Awesome woman. Um, she auditioned for Amazing Spider-Man. Nice. I wonder what she was auditioning for. Hmm. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> You're stupid, Jose. How dare you, sir? All right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, um, uh, hopefully you guys will, of course, come back for the normal vodka stream at 8 o'clock with uh, Robert Meyer Burnett. Finally. I know. He's been requested a lot. I know he's shown up in the uh, live chats before. And, uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. It definitely uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, bring him in. We'll talk. I'm sure he'll he'll have the needy-greedy. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to say – I mean, he's he knows the business. He's probably going to say things that are going to be, you know, a little discouraging for us Snyder fans. But, you know, you just got to – take it in sometimes, but he's all, you know, he's been, he's been an advocate for, for the Snyder cut and stuff like that. And, and, uh, it's going to be cool to, uh, finally get to talk to him. So hopefully you guys will, uh, you know, tune into that. It's nine o'clock where you're at Yahtzee. Well, that's good. It's only six o'clock here. I'm going to actually go get some dinner and, uh, well, I'm either going to get, and then I need, I, I still have vodka, but I got to go, I might get some bourbon tonight. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm feeling some bourbon uh today so i might uh i might be sipping some bourbon later so but yeah samantha win what a sweetheart man um you know like i said i mean to take away from what from that interview it's just yeah you just got to keep on just hustling man and she did and uh can't wait to see what her character does and uh and uh <laughs> hey look at that Got my, uh, my buddy Vasquez here. Speaking of, because we just talked about, of course, a um, character from Aliens that, you know, kind of loosely exp inspired uh, for um, uh, for um, Samantha's character Chambers, you know, was uh, the character of uh, Vasquez. Vasquez? Vasquez? Yeah. 
Uh, tomato, tomato, right? Right, Vasquez? Anyways, yeah, I think I'm going to do bourbon. Definitely will. Get Zach's bourbon. <laughs> yeah, if he sends me a bottle. I think it's like 300 bucks a bottle. I know, I keep on wanting to be like, hey. That's uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, you like that, Vasquez? <laughs> yeah, say it again. Say it again. Say my name again. No, but uh, yeah, I would love to uh, to try some of uh, Snyder's uh, bourbon, but yeah. A little pricey, but, you know, that's why I'm always kind of being like, hey, Zach, you know, you get an extra bottle you want to, you know, just uh, send over maybe possibly. I don't know. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyways, guys. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you guys uh, cooking into, uh, you know, with uh, Samantha Wynn. Like I said, she's awesome. And hopefully, you know, she'll come back and we'll uh, talk again and everything. And uh, like I said, do uh, make sure you tune in uh, in about – a little less than two hours for the full-on vodka stream, which will have, you know, the normal stuff and, uh, with uh, Robert Meyer and Burnett. Talk about a lot of things nerdy. And then, of course, bring on the, the panel, whoever wants to show up, of course. And uh, we'll definitely have a good time. And I'll be sipping not wine this time. Pre-game with wine. Anyways, all right, guys, make sure you hit that like, thumbs up. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Hit the join button if you want to become Film Chunky member. Maybe I'll do like, uh, like I said, I think what I'm going to start doing when it comes to uh, the members, I'm going to start doing post shows in between shows. I don't know. I might do, uh, like I said, after I get, go get some, uh, you know, restock my stuff here. And then of course get some food. Maybe I'll do like a little quick video or something for the members. So do that if you want to become a member. And then of course you get your badges and your emojis and everything. Or if you want to join the Patreon, you can do that too. That is provided down below. And then the film Junkie Claws, you want to get some merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. All right, guys. Uh, love you. And uh, again, thank you to uh, Sam Wynn and uh, Army of the Dead, May 21st. That's right. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get the man back here again. We'll get the man back here again to talk some Army of the Dead. Fucking hard fact. That's right. We'll get him back in. And hopefully uh, Mr. Tom Hulkenborg too, man. And then hopefully maybe some Batista and some other people in the cast. We'll see what happens. That's what I'm trying to do here, guys. Anyways, all right. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Talk to you later.